Annalise Dressel uh, joins me. Good afternoon to you, Annalise. Good afternoon, Patricia. And I'm straight in with a question that came in bright and early this morning from uh, Mary, who has been, was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes about a year and a half ago. She is on medication for the type 2 diabetes, but she's having a run on bad health. She's got high blood pressure, her cholesterol is high, her thyroid is playing up, and she's now has been diagnosed with fatty liver and cysts on her kidneys. She said she's feeling tired and worn out all the time, and she's wondering, could you suggest anything just to give her a little bit of a lift? Okay, so normally I would suggest the source of life gold, and that would be fine with type 2 diabetes medication. There is a tiny bit of ginseng in it, so if she's been on her blood pressure medication for a long time and it's well controlled, it would be absolutely fine to take the source of life gold for a month. Um, because that ginseng sometimes can raise blood pressure. So that's the only thing for, I would say, to people that weren't on medication and if it wasn't well controlled, best avoided. So that's always good for kind of a tonic just to give you a a bit of an energy boost. If she um, can't take that because of um, uncontrolled blood pressure, the Oxylent is another nice um, multivitamin or the Revive Active is very good as well because there's stuff in there for a boost and they both come in sachet form and they would be suitable with medication for all of that but it sounds like she's kind of a lot going on with the fatty liver is often associated with the type 2 diabetes and then thyroid can be autoimmune and type 2 diabetes can be autoimmune so Actually, she would very much benefit from a, a nutritional consultation with a nutritional therapist or a nutritionist because they'd be able to help her hugely with diet and offer supplements that will work alongside her medication to get all of that under control. And then she'll start feeling a whole pile better without any need for a tonic. OK, actually, stay on tonic. Could you ask Annalise, is Source of Life Gold tablets better than the Pharmaton? tablets. I'm feeling very tired lately. Now I have had the bloods done. Everything is A-OK, thank God. Also, would you recommend something to help with sleep? I'm not sleeping very well. Firstly, Source of Life Gold tablets versus the Pharmaton tablets. I definitely think so because there's so much more stuff in the Source of Life Gold tablets. Like if you actually read the ingredients list, it's packed full of superfoods and mushroom extract for immune system function as well as all of your uh, multivitamins and minerals and a bit of ginseng. So it would have everything in the pharmaton plus a bit more. So I definitely believe it's better. But then I think that the, I do think that the liquid is possibly better than the tablet as well. So if you can't stand the liquid, take the tablet. But um, if you can take the liquid, do that. And then in terms of sleep, so there's a few different things that are beneficial for sleep. And mostly the herbs are things like passiflora from the passion flower, valerian, um, L-theanine, which is isolated from green tea. Um, what else is very good? Magnesium biglycinate can help as well. Lemon balm is another lovely one. Skull cap. So there's a number of different herbs that can help sleep. And some people benefit better from one than the next person. So I think valerian is probably one of the better ones that would work for most people. And you'll get that in any health shop. But the one that we sell that most of and that we get the best feedback on is NHP, it's Natural Health Practices, the company that make it, and it's called Advanced Sleep Support, and it's actually a blend of nearly everything that I said there. And it's brilliant. All the natural remedies work to make you feel very relaxed, so they bring down the hormones that cause the busy body, busy brain, and they let you have a good natural sleep so you're not groggy the next day. Okay, I love this one. Any advice for a bloated tummy in the morning, nice and flat, and by the evening I'm looking like Kermit the Frog, says Paula. (laughs) 
That's a good description. <laughs> yeah, and actually, if you felt you could rib it, just rib it out like Kermit the Frog as well, yeah. it would probably relieve it. So that's a great description. Um, so bloated stomach typically could be, and especially if it develops during the day. When I hear that, it makes me think that somebody is not digesting probably carbohydrate foods very well or maybe eating too many carbohydrates in the diet or possibly have an imbalance of bacteria that are fermenting the fiber in vegetables. And that fermentation process produces that type of gas that causes the bloating. So I would probably suggest both a digestive enzyme and a probiotic, and that would address it from both sides. So in terms of digestive enzymes, if you are a person who gets heartburn, you need to avoid digestive enzymes that have any kind of um, stomach acid support in there. Um, and that would be the things like the Viridian digestive enzyme and the um, um, Quest to do a digestive enzyme. But those ones are absolutely fantastic if you don't have heartburn because they really help in terms of breaking down fats and proteins as well. Um, very good enzymes that we would recommend would be the Udo's enzyme and also uh, Nature's Plus do one called, um, it's called Ultrazyme. And both of those we get great feedback on and neither of those have that acid in there. And then in terms of probiotic, try and go for a broad spectrum one with as many strains as possible. In a health shop, you'll get like BioCult is pretty good. Nature's Plus do a lovely one with 18 different bacteria in there called Immune Microbiome. And Udo's 8, we always get great feedback on that as well. Combine the two of those, and if they don't work, it's possible you've got something called SIBO, S-I-B-O. You can Google that and look up the symptoms, and if you have that, then that'll be a different approach that they can come in and discuss in the shop. Okay. Hi. Um, and as you say on acid, um, where, what causes acid in the stomach, says this listener? Is it acid from your food? That's from Liz. So, no, acid is actually released from our stomach. So we have cells in the base of our stomach that released in um, hydrochloric acid, which is one of the strongest acids in the world. And it's very important because it kickstarts the process of digestion, particularly of proteins. So if you don't have good, strong stomach acid, you'll find it very hard to digest protein. A typical question I would ask would be, if you eat a steak, do you feel it sits there for ages? And if people say yes, it's possible that their stomach acid could be a bit weak. Um, also, acid helps to acidify things like calcium and iron um, and the other minerals and get them ready for absorption. So people who aren't, who have low stomach acid may find, you know, they might be more likely to be low in iron, low in B12 is another one actually very important, and maybe possibly even osteoporosis or penia because they're not absorbing calcium. However, the problem arises when either the stomach lining becomes exposed and the acid starts to irritate the stomach, or if that little valve at the top of the stomach becomes weak and you get acid coming back up. Now, some people do have too much acid, but most people, in my experience, have too little acid, so they have a difficulty digesting and they get fermentation in the stomach, which kind of bubbles and pushes it up through that weak little uh, sphincter muscle. So what I normally recommend is a course of zinc carnosin. It's spelled zinc, Z-I-N-C, carnosin, C-A-R-N-O-Z-I-N. And that does two things tightens up that little valve, also nourishes the mucus-producing cells in the stomach so they can provide a lovely protective layer of mucus. And then for some people as well, I might recommend something like slippery elm, which kind of acts like a natural gaviscon, except it doesn't prevent you from absorbing minerals like gaviscon does, like your calcium and iron. And it's a very healing um, thing to take. You take it before you eat 
so it protects, but then you get the healing benefit of as well afterwards. So do a combination of those. And if you really need it, get a digestive enzyme as well. And that should sort you out fully. Hi, this is from Anya. A question for Annalise, please. Advice for migraine with aura, which is disimproved as I've, as I've headed into my 60s. I do have neck problems, which sparks a migraine sometimes. I just started on Boswellia for inflammation. Advice really appreciated as I can be in pain a lot of the time. Oh God, that sounds dreadful. Dreadful, actually. And I think probably a lot of women start getting more migraines. Um, perimenopause and menopause, it can kickstart a whole spate of migraines. But what I'm hearing here, Patricia, is the neck. And if the neck is bad, it can kick off a migraine. So I think that's really the secret, the, the answer here is get your neck sorted. Go to a good chiropractor. I just went to see my chiropractor this morning. She kind of adjusts the spine and gets everything aligned so there's no nerves being sort of pressured and pushed upon. Her name is Dr. Karina Maloney, and I can highly recommend her. Um, and I, I really do think that's probably the answer here. But in terms of migraines, things that can help would be magnesium. Um, that helps to relax the muscles if the muscles are very tense. And that can, you know, if, you're, if, if migraines are triggered by stress and tension. Um, if you spend a lot of time at the computer and try and go for the biglycinate form because I think that helps in terms of the neurotransmitters in the brain for migraine. The other thing as well that some people really find beneficial is 400 milligrams of riboflavin. It's one of the um, B vitamins, it's vitamin B2, but you need to take 400 milligrams, which is a really, really high dose of it, and you take it every single day as a preventative. And for some people, the combination of magnesium and riboflavin sorts them out. But in this case, I do think that lady maybe needs to get her neck addressed. Mm. Okay, and a final one then. Any advice, please, for a constant nasal drip from Mary? Okay, so... If I had a customer in the shop here with nasal drip, I'd ask the question, are you worse in the summer, worse in the winter? If you're worse in the summer, there might be some allergic to kind of pollen and uh, grass and things like that component. And if you're worse in the winter, it's probably mold. So in the summer, I'd suggest taking natural antihistamines. And in the winter, I'd suggest getting an air purifier into the house to try and take the mold spores out of the rooms if possible. And then in terms of supplements, um, Okay, so some people get a great benefit from NAC, N-acetylcysteine. Um, some people get a very good benefit from the Dr. Claire congestion blend and they take it preventatively. So they would take a, a spoon of it every day um, to prevent that. That can work very well. And then there is um, a nasal spray called X-Clear, X-L-E-A-R, which a lot of people find very beneficial. When you're using the Dimista over a long time as well, Patricia, you develop a dependency on it. So if you stop using it, you get a rebound. So you get the nasal drip actually as a withdrawal from stopping the Dimista. So if you can replace it with a natural alternative, that could work very well. And then some people find that Ivy Thyme and Plantago work. So you probably need to try a couple of things and then maybe look at the diet. Possibly dairy could be a contributor, especially if you have it all year round. Okay, and very finally, tell me about the Fireside uh, Chat. This is part of the yeah. Cork on Fork Festival. So there's a great chat. Uh, fireside Chat really is a kind of just a discussion between like minds. I, um, so there's Dr. Ted Dynan, who's very well known for his work. He's a psychiatrist, but he's got a huge interest in the gut-brain link. And um, he's very involved in how probiotics can be used to benefit the brain. I'm there for the kind of natural side and to talk about what's worked for customers in the shop. And then there's a medical doctor there as well. And it's on at three o'clock as part of the Cork to Fork Festival. And it's free. You just need to go on to Eventbrite and get uh, Google Cork to Fork. And it's called 
um, I think it's called the Food Gut Connection is the name of the talk. So if you Google that on Eventbrite, uh, somebody did say to me they thought it was sold out. So I hope people will You need to check. It, it is want. free, but you need to book your ticket. You have yeah. to book okay. a ticket. Be so it's in the day. Crawford uh, Gallery on Saturday, the, uh, the 19th at 3 o'clock. Good luck with that. And we'll talk Thanks, next Patricia. week, Annalise. Uh, bye-bye. That is Annalise Drussell of the Health Hub Times Square in Balancolic. And of course, as always this afternoon, Annalise will put up all of the information on her website, healthhubstore.com.